Welcome back to The Grinder, folks. We are about to jump into The Grindhouse with a very cool guy. And I'm not talking about James, the flowy hair man, Chapman. I'm simply talking about Tim Stout. From MMA fighter to real estate guru to uh, now an author, this guy is um, attacking it in all fields. And I think you guys are going to get a lot of information and a lot of tips from the man with very skinny legs, Tim Stout. Everybody online. <laughs> I appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, man. Give us um, give us a little bit of background on you, and then we'll go into your book and, and a little bit about your business. Okay. Uh, I'm originally from Mountain City, Tennessee, which is a like a three to four red light town in East Tennessee. I moved here uh, to Noonan, Georgia, probably – it's almost 12 years ago to uh, rock and train uh, professionally full-time. When I was back home, I was running a detention center and I was training full-time. So I got an opportunity to move here to, uh, to train full-time, teach full-time. So I moved here, started making a career out of it. Uh, that lasted about five or six years while I was here. Uh, I retired and then I got into real estate from there. Cool. Cool. Um, so, I want to touch a little bit. I, we're going to go into your book, and I know that your book touches on a few things as far as like the lessons you learned about MMA or while you were in MMA, and then how you translated that into business and all the the endeavors that you're doing now. Um, so, give us an idea of, of kind of what you what you have your hands in right now. Okay. Uh, well, we just we just launched the book Forged in Fire. Uh, I own a uh, a very a very big uh, real estate team south of Atlanta, Tim Stout Associates. I have a team in East Tennessee, the Tim Stout Group. Uh, my wife and I, we own an MMA gym, a CrossFit gym, a hair salon, a property management business, and several uh, rental properties. So we have our hands in a lot of things. I think that's, 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 that's an important thing to take away from this is did you did you focus on one of those before you started building out the rest of the you know the, the rest of the columns of, of, of the business or what was what was your first step of getting into business? The first step in the business was was built around MMA uh, because I I was I was brought down to Atlanta to to teach and I was teaching and then I moved gyms when I moved the gyms and I was instructing at this one gym I was probably the highest paid instructor in Georgia like making really good money. And the gym was killing it, but unbeknownst to me that the owners wasn't paying the bills. And I showed up one day and there were chains on the door. But my livelihood surrounded around me coaching, uh, personal training, you know, all, all around the, the fitness and the fighting. And my wife had just moved Tennessee, or moved from Tennessee to Georgia and just sold her business. So at this one point, when chains were on the door, we both were unemployed. Uh, so within a week, we had a gym started across the street with very limited, uh, very limited supplies, very limited people. Because uh, a lot of the people felt like they got burned. So it's not like we got everybody at the same time. So when we opened that business, it was like it had to work. There was no failure was not an option. Uh, so we started off, and since opening that business, we've not had a business that, or we've not had a month that was not profitable. Uh, nice. So we, we teaching classes, uh, personal training. My wife even ran her hair salon out of that gym for a while. We had the gym, personal training, classes, 
uh, and we had to make it work. And once I retired from finding, I got into real estate and real estate has helped me fund my other businesses. Start off and just say, I'm just glad we got a Southern gentleman on this podcast. It's about time, Addison, you step the fuck up and get us somebody from the South. I mean, Jesus, it's taking you long enough. So, uh, so I mean, what led you to real estate though? I mean, what, what got you moved to a real, uh, is, is real estate the largest uh, portion of your business? Uh, as of right now, yes. Um, but the, I like that. As of right now, I love it. Well, we have to have multiple streams of income, uh, all of them working to, to bring the other ones higher. So what got me into real estate, I was, when I, I'd retired from fighting, I had a fight in Clovis, New Mexico, and I'd lost to a fighter, a great guy, but someone I never should have lost to. Uh, because of the damage my body has took over the years, you know, I, I can't uh, move like I should. Like I have limited, limited mobility through my elbows and shoulders. And so I was caught in a choke that I couldn't get out of. That wasn't a great choke. I just physically could not get out of the choke because of my limitations. So at that time I was standing in the ring in Clovis, New Mexico, and I decided I was done. And when I come back, I was telling, talking to my wife and I was like, I want to be in sales. And she's like, okay, why do you want to be in sales? I was like, I want to get paid for what I do, not what I'm supposed to do. Because before then, I worked in detention. I worked in factories, uh, you know, just manual labor jobs. And like me and like Addison on the same line, we're both making $10 an hour, but I'm doing twice the work. And, and I was always that guy. I always wanted to be the hardest worker in the room. And I always wanted to be the smartest guy in the room. So I wanted to get in sales to, uh, to be able to get paid for what I was supposed to do. You know, not what I was expected to do for what I got paid for what I did. So I told my wife I want to be in sales. She goes, okay, what do you want to sell? I was like, I don't know yet. I was teaching a cardio kickboxing class, and there was a couple of ladies walked into the gym wanting to take a class, drove nice cars, they dressed nice, smelled nice. You know, everything was about it was nice. Uh, well, you know, what do you ladies do? Well, we sell real estate. Like, okay, great. They come in, started to work out. About 10 minutes into workout, I realized that they had uh, a lack of work ethic. And uh, I texted my wife at that very minute. I was like, I'm going to sell real estate. She goes, can you sell real estate? And I was like, I don't think it matters. She, I said, I just have to outwork them. And she goes, well, you'll definitely do that. And that's where that started. I started classes within the week. Wow. And that, that's something that, that James talks about a lot. When, when we first started this up, he always, he always would bring up the, that simple fact of like, all I know is I got to outwork the dude that's next to me. That's all I have to do. And that's always been something that's kind of that stuck with me in, in just in running through my life is like, that's, that's all you have to do. You have to simply just outwork the dude that's next to you. And that's, that's, if you're out, if you're out working him and you're doing, you're growing yourself on a regular basis, whether that's reading, whether that's doing things outside your comfort zone, whatever it is, there's, there's no way you're not going to make it. Dude. There's you know, no way. I completely agree with that. And, and, and outworking is more than just physical labor. It's uh, I, I need to be the smartest guy in the room. Like I, I, I did not graduate high school. I have no education, uh, but I read in the last four, four to five years, I've read four, read and listened to 40 to 50, even 60 last year books. I'm constantly educating. I go on all these, uh, whatever these seminars and all these classes all around the country. Uh, to, to learn and I, I, I speak nationally now I'm now I'm writing books on business and it's just just the fact that I'm gonna I'm going to outwork people if it's if it's reading like 
like if I'm if I'm going against a listing appointment with Addison, it's, I, I want against him. I want to to read more. I want to know more. I want to know everything that happened that has to ha- work with that house, that subdivision, that area, price per point, my competition. So when I go in there, there's no doubt. I mean, they may pick Addison because because they want to go with someone who's not near as good looking as I am, but <laughs> it's not going to be because he has more knowledge than I do. And, that, and that's how I approach every absolutely everything in life. I I, I Fighting. If I was having an opponent, same thing. Where's he weak? How do I do better? Uh, where am I stronger at? How can I enforce that? How can I be stronger, faster, better? And then the same thing in business. How can I work harder? How can I create more leverage? How can I empower more people to do better for our clients? And that's, that's, that's my outlook I've had on every one of my businesses is how do I do that better? Tim, that's, that's so on point. I mean, going off what Addison said and then what you added to it, that was exactly what I was about to say my mistake when I was early in my career was, I don't know if it necessarily feels a mistake because it got me a long ways, but it's, you know, it kind of like, well, what, what made you successful in the past doesn't always make you successful in the future. And, you know, Aston, that's it, man. I was, I was like, okay, I, I want to be the hardest working guy around. I want to get there earlier. I want to, I want to be the last one there. I want to be engaged while I'm doing it. And I pounded out the physical labor and that got me really far but then I started hitting limitations. It took me a while to realize like, I'm just, I'm just out working people with the physical part, you know, the actual to do list, not the mental side. And that's where I'm missing it. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta work to be smarter, be more engaged, make my mind work just as hard as I'm making my body work or I'm always going to be stuck under the ceiling. And, uh, it took me a while to get that, you know, I was just thinking, well, you know, I got here before him. I stayed here later than him. I made twice as many calls. I did as much, you know, twice as much people, whatever. But, you know, you still got to be out thinking it too, you know, working just as hard mentally as you are physically. So it's a, it's a really good point. And we were talking, uh, was talking about everything. I'm also a, a real estate coach. I forgot to mention that. And, uh, and with that, it's the first thing I tell my guys, what got you here won't get you there. Like you're doing 50 transactions. That's great. What you did for 50 transactions will not get you to a hundred. And I can guarantee if you're already doing 50 transactions by doubling your actions, it's still not going to get you to a hundred. You need, you need smarter, sharper systems and procedures. You need to, you need to work smarter. You need to hire smarter to, to be able to get that. But that's one of the big things in this way I was, I was the guy like everybody, like I talk about my coach, he's a sniper. He's the guy that's going to pick you off at 50 yards. I'm the guy that's going to kick down the door and start shooting people. And, and I hope anybody ain't supposed to be killed because that's how I look at work. It just has to get done. Let's start picking stuff up and going at it. He, he's a little more of a, you know, he, he knows exactly what he should do. So I'm, I'm incorporating a lot from what he's teaching me to, to implement that. So now I'm, I'm kicking doors down, but I'm, I'm very particular who I'm shooting at. Yeah. It just gives me that, that devotion because they'll say, what got you here will not get you there. And that's, that's something that, that I can relate to very well. Uh, James likes to bring this up that I'm very, when, when I get my head on something, it's just like, okay, well, we're just going to do it. If that's it, there's no thinking about it. We're just doing it. We're going to go ahead and move forward. We'll think about it next. And James on the opposite, opposite end of that spectrum, just like you said, he's very much like, okay, well, let's, let's plan this out. Let's get this situated. And I respect that 100% more than my whole mentality is just like, Boom, 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 boom. Let's just go. Um, but he respects what you do 100% too because it's – Yeah. You can't help me do that. You can't help you do that. I can't help I'm the guy. I mean, we're sitting here. We're looking at a pile of bricks. You guys are going to be thinking, how do we get it there? And I, I just, I'm just going to start picking up bricks. I don't know where I'm taking them. I, I'm that guy. 
but it takes both people to, to run a successful business. And just because me and Addison are not like James, it doesn't mean that we we're any less effective. It means we have to work harder and we're just not as smart as he is. But where he's lacks in, where he gains in brains, he lacks in ethic, you know, as far as the way the way the team thing works. So it's what what you love about him, he loves about you too. Yeah. And and that's I think that's why we've done so well in this podcast together is this this whole podcast is 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 growing at, at a rate that we weren't really planning on up front, and I think it's because we do complement each other so well. Um, and I think that's important in business is to just like you said, either find a coach or find someone that that you're able to partner with that is able to see the aspects that you don't. And it, it's it that's such an important being able to you don't have to just do it on your own. You don't always have to be point man on everything that you do. You're allowed to, to take a secondary leadership position and, and help somebody else support what they're doing. You can't, be the, you can't be the best at everything. And the quicker you realize that, the quicker you're going to succeed at a high level. Everybody you hire should be, should be able to be put in a position to be better than you are in that role. Uh, like with my coach, and, like I, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a ninja when it comes to marketing. Like that's my thing is marketing. And I'll have some marketing skit, and I was like, this is awesome. I'll tell my coach about it. And he's like, have you ever thought about this? And I'm thinking, this dude has had literally seven seconds to think about it and just blew my idea out of the water. And it's just what he does. But, but I'm, I've got strengths in other places. But I put, he puts himself in positions that just like, oh, shit, that's a lot better than what I was going to do. So then we got to redo it what he's going to do because it's way better. It's just – that's, that's my big thing as a business is you've got to be surrounded. You, you're the medium of the five people you hang out with the most and the same way as your business is you, everybody you hire needs to be in a position to, to replace you at some time. And you can't live in a fear of, well, what if they just run off with my business? It's like, then you're not, you're not providing enough service. If, if you, if you fear that deep down, you're not giving your clients enough service, real estate related, gym related too. So, you know, talking about how you're the, you know, the hard work, you just step up, you get it done. I mean, do you attribute a lot of that? You know, you said you started out in fighting. Do you, do you take it back? Do you think that training, I mean, is, is, where, is that where a lot of it comes from when you started out when you were younger? A lot of it started when I was a kid. It's uh, like when, when you read through the, 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 my books are written for people just like me, people who have short attention span. I'm not going to focus on things. I'm not going to sit down and read a 3,000 page book. It's, that's just not the way I work. And like uh, some of us were fighting, like the, the first the first chapter is called "Win the First Round," and and basically what it is, it goes back to you gotta you gotta win the day by by winning the morning. It's like you have to have a morning routine. You mean Addison's even talking about this? You have to win the morning, and it's, it's the same thing as winning the first round. Like the only thing that matters is what happens before noon, because you can't control it. In this business, is we're all in real estate, we know that we can't control what happens after noon, but what we can control is what pushes our business forward. There's only one thing that pushes our business forward. That's prospecting, lead generating. That's all that matters. If I get that done before noon and I'm done for the day, business moves, business moves forward. I don't care how good you are in your scripts. I don't care how good you are at killing listing appointments. If you can't get the people face-to-face, you don't win. If you can't get them on the phone, you don't win. It doesn't matter how good you are. So that's what moves my business forward every day is I have to control the morning. Uh, another another chapter is called Don't, don't Touch the Wood Twice. Uh, when we come in and uh, – I mean, I remember as a kid, my, uh, my uncle Jim would pull the truck in. My dad said, boys, get up and unload the truck. 
So me and all my brothers would jump in the truck, we'd throw the wood off, and then we'd run and we'd pile it up and put it in a rick. And uh, that made sense. I would get in the truck and I'd throw it down. Then I'd get in the pile and I'd throw it. And dad asked me one day, he goes, he goes, Tim, what's the hardest part of that job? And I was like, picking up that wood, he goes, heavy. You know, he goes, well, why are you doing it twice? <laughs> and I'm like, and it just hit me. Like at that time, it didn't hit me. At that time, my dad said to do something. So I did it exactly like he said it. So I yeah. did it. And then now looking at, I mean, when I'm hiring people, that, that comes in my mind. Don't, you don't give somebody a job that you have to look over their shoulder to make sure they're doing it right. And you don't give somebody a job that, that, that you're, you could do it better. You've got to touch the wood twice. Why am I giving Addison a job if I've got to go back over his shoulder and make sure he checked the right boxes? I'm touching the wood yeah. twice. He's not the right hire. He's not the right position for that job. And it's, and those are two lessons are completely different because half of the book is from growing up in a poor rural town and the other half is growing and learning to fight and the systems and procedures that I've, I've come up. Uh, another chapter in the book is called uh, position over submission. Uh, Addison trains jiu-jitsu. He understands that. And it's like you get mount. You don't go from mount to arm bar because you think you may have an arm bar. Mount's one of the most dominant positions you can have. You don't give up on an attempted submission until I have that wrapped up. I don't lose the mount. And it's just like with position. I don't, it's like a, a success is a stair step. I don't get halfway up the stair step and try to switch it around. I continue to get it. I level out. Then I add something else as my business continues to grow. Business don't grow here. Business is steps. You know, that's, that's how that works. You go up, you get uncomfortable. It gets comfortable. You get uncomfortable. It gets comfortable. So as I'm doing that, that, that allows me to, to, to stay in my dominant position. Like I'm here exactly where I want to be. And okay, now I'm good. Now I can go for something else. I can advance my position. I can go for a submission. But I never do anything that's going to sacrifice what happened prior. And uh, so that that's sort of how that book is. And it's wrote in, in, in small chapters and with stories and from people like me. It's just because I'm, 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 my brain works different. My brain is super fast. It goes fast, fast, which is, which is horrible because I can't focus on things. But the people that I hire, like my two biggest, biggest admin hires is um, McKenzie and Noonan and Ariel at Johnson City. Those are the long task people. Those are the people I can give a list of things that's going to get done perfect. But they know that I'm not that guy. They support what I do to, to allow that to happen. When when I when I was going to meet you and I was asking people about you, some of the things that, that were brought up were the fact that you are able to keep people on your team. You're able to maintain the, the team members. And in, in, in the business that, that you and I are in, it's – there's a lot of changeover when it comes to building a team. You're going to have a change out of an admin. You're going to have a change out of buyer's agents, selling agents, whatever that is. Our business is just, you know, it's, it's a rotating, it's a rotating door. And something that, that I was able to find out was simply the fact that you're able to maintain a team and keep those people on the team. And I think that kind of ties into what you just said about not having to touch the wood twice However, I want, to learn, I want to kind of pull off a piece of that and say, is, is it putting the people in the right position or how are you making sure that you're not having to have that turnover? People, uh, people don't leave jobs, they leave managers. So if you're having turnover, it's because of something you're doing. It, it, may, it may be as simple as you made a bad hire. It may be something as simple as you're not giving the right expectations or the education. So I, I give simple expectations with a lot of education. Then I train them how to do it. And so this is, this is how I, this is how it needs to be done tomorrow. Let's talk about how you're going to do it. 
And you don't have to do it my way. Because if we was doing it my way, we'd be throwing a bunch of mud and shit on the wall and hoping it gets done. Where this is what I need. You're hired to figure out how it needs to get done. And, and I let them run with it and I let them own it. That, that becomes their, them. That becomes of who they are. Uh, that's one, because you don't have to touch the wood twice. But hiring is the big thing. Uh, and speaking of that, me and Errol, or me and Errol, me and, uh, me and Addison talking, I started another business called Admin Launch. And it's just about training admins because I see that being the biggest problem with real estate is people don't know how to hire or train them. So we've created this business to train other people's admins with our systems and procedures, which, which is working great. But, but it's because people lack that, uh, that, that, that knowledge. Because if you're a true salesperson, you're not a systems and procedure person. You're, you're absolutely you're not. Because a salespeople sell, admin system procedures don't sell, but they can do that. I was blessed to be about a 50-50. I'm very good with systems and procedures. I'm very good at sales. And I'm smart enough to realize I'm dumb enough. I need to continue to learn. So I continue to learn on all this. I, I constantly learn systems and procedures, even though that's boring to me. I learn sales skills, sales tactics. Uh, I go to Sales Impact Academy in LA twice a year to, to learn how, how to sell better. And not to be a cheesy, slimy salesman, but... How, how do I sell you to me? If, if, if I walked into Addison's house, I was going to sell his house. I honestly feel like I'm the absolute best person for that job. How can I let him see that? How can I let him see my value? That is sales. Me talking, walking up and telling him, how do I get you in a Buick today? That's not sales with me. Like, how do I sell him on me? And, and that's the big thing is you just got to hire a right and give them the keys. Like your expectations are clear. Uh, with any expectations, they need to be a consequence. If you have an expectation with no consequence, you've got an idea. You don't have a you don't have an expectation. So if this happens, this happens, and if this happens, this happens. Uh, everybody's hired on a thirty, sixty, ninety. This is the expectations on th day thirty, day sixty, day ninety. And if I'm having a meeting with you at day sixty and, and you've not hit day sixty, you're gone because I don't want to get to day ninety and have another month's wasted wages, and and I didn't get you where I needed you to go. And anytime you fire someone, you need to realize you're the one who made the mistake. You either didn't hire them or you hired them incorrectly. That's good info. Sorry about the uh, the mic issue. This is ongoing. Blue microphones snowball. Y'all disappoint me big time, big time. So, uh, Tim, man, you, you've hit so much, so many great things. I've been trying to take some notes here. I, I want to jump back really quick to win the first round. I love that. I have noticed I've started a new um, kind of like a challenge over the next 60 days. And for me to be able to accomplish it, I have to get a ton of stuff done in the morning. I have to get up. I got to exercise. I have to get so much water intake done. I mean, I, I got to start the day off right or I will be behind the entire day. And uh, what's unbelievable to me is none of that is, is related to my work at the office. But because of that, when I come in here, all related. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing how much it's connected. I come in here an absolute fucking beast now. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah, and uh, it it really goes back to that. I mean, you're so on point with that. That first round. I mean, that's exactly what it is. And I hadn't really, you know, I'm just seeing the results. So it's like, okay, hey, the results there. I'll keep doing it, you know. But I mean, it's 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 the momentum I'm creating in the morning that is making me more successful here at the office. My, uh, my day starts every morning at five. Uh, I'm in, I'm, I get up, I get my stuff together. I'm at the gym at six. Uh, I do jiu-jitsu four days a week. 
I do jiu-jitsu from 6 to 7.30. I'm in the shower. I'm in the office at 8. And then I'm, I want to be at the office an hour before everybody else gets here to make sure everything is on point. Every, the tracking sheets are ready. Uh, the, the marketing for the day is ready. Everybody knows where they need to go to, to win, to succeed. And, uh, and with, with our business too, it's, I, I don't have a typical business. A lot of, a lot of these, a lot of realtor te- teams, they have 15 agents who are going to close five deals a year. I have agents. I had an extra Putnam last year, close 60 deals as a buyer specialist. That is absolutely phenomenal. I have uh, next year, probably do 60 this year. And I've got a couple uh, on track to do 50 by themselves. I mean, that, that is, that's what I want to do. I want to train Navy SEALs. I want to train people who are loyal, loyal to me, loyal to the team, loyal to the cause of giving everybody five-star service and give them the tools it takes them to succeed instead of hiring, you know, 15 agents that are doing five deals a year. And I've got to worry about each, each closing that did they, did they do it right? Did they give that customer the five-star service they deserve? Or is that customer going to tell their neighbor that, eh, you know, they dropped the ball a couple of times because your reputation is all that matters at the end of the day. Very good. Uh, one other thing, cause you're dropping some, some nuggets, man. The, uh, the stair steps. I just don't want anybody listening to miss this. The stair steps to success. When you're talking about, you know, it's more like stairs instead of just a straight line up. That is, uh, that that's huge. I mean, because how many times are there's there's two things that happen. People are in the middle of that climb, and then they give up before they get there, so they they fall back down and they don't get where they want to go. Or the second thing is, you know, you get up, you get past it, and then you get comfortable, like you said. Then there's not the next level. You get comfortable and you try to ride that shit for the rest of your career or think you're just set and you take your eye off the ball and then you lose. And that's a really great analogy of way of putting it, those stair steps. I, I love that. I mean, people need to think about that, what they're doing in their business. Are they about to give up on something when they're about on the next step or have they been sitting on that step for way too long, not looking for the next challenge, trying to go, go a step up. And when you're talking about people, people get to the top of that, that plateau and they're okay with it. But what they need to realize is, is, mediocrity is not this. They're going to start a downward slide because the efforts quit moving up. Now it's going to be a downward slide. Like, you know, it's, it's, it becomes a slippery slope once you quit trying to push yourself forward because the actions and, and the education is what's going to even keep you where you're at. So, and, and I see that a lot. I see people, I'm happy with my business. I'm like, are you? And, and why are you on a coaching call with me? Why are you, why are you paying thousands of dollars to, to talk to me? And, you're satisfied with your business. You're not satisfied. You're settling for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's what you said. It's a plat, you know, you said it's a plateau, but I've been guilty of it. I look at it as a mountaintop instead of a plateau. You know, I'm thinking, Oh, I'm top of the mountain, man. I've I've made it to the top. I'm good right now. It's not a mountaintop. It's a fucking plateau. I need to wake up. I need to quit looking back down the hill. I need to be looking up the hill, you know, where I'm climbing to. James. I want to, I want to tie into that because the last, uh, how we had Sal on last week, mm-hmm. that was something that, that he kind of brought up and, and that, that resonated with me was that whole left foot, right foot mentality is like always moving forward. And if you're not moving forward, you're, you're declining. Yeah. There, there, there's no way about yeah. it. There's, there's either forward or if you're stopping, you're going down the hill. And that's, that, that's exactly that whole mentality is just like, you just got to get over that first step, get there, get to that second step, and just keep pushing, man. 
Yeah. I mean, there's, there's no doubt. I was very naive when I got in business. Number one, I did it for money, which I don't think was a bad thing. I mean, I, I got in business cause I was like, I'm good. I'll, I'm going to make a lot more money. I'll build equity, that kind of stuff. Right. But the, the thing that I was completely naive on, I just didn't put the thought into it interesting enough was that I was like, I'm going to go in here. I'm going to bust my tail. I got no problem working hard, but I'm going to hit a spot where it's going to get easy. It's just going to get easy. And the old things that I used to do are easy now, but you know, when it kind of, when I realized this will be a never ending process, initially I got disappointed. I was like, Oh my God, what have I done? Like this will never end. It's just, it's just going to continue on forever. And uh, then once I, I realized like it, it's, it's, it's this journey, you know, it's just not, you just getting over this hump and then, Oh, you feel great and you just make a bunch of money. And that's, that's the end of life. Like that would have probably got boring really quick. Uh, and it's interesting how naive I was on that. And now this growth, this process, old things are easier, but there's a lot bigger challenges. There's a lot more opportunity. I would have never done it any other way now. Uh, so, you know, it, it's, um, it's weird how you can, if you don't really think through a process, I mean, I'm all about taking action, but you know, sometimes you've got to stop, you've got to reevaluate, you got to look at the map, see where you're going and, and analyze that stuff. So um, I don't know. I, I'm with you, Tim, man, this is great stuff. Uh, I mean, like I said, you've just dropped so many nuggets here in just a few minutes we've been on that people can apply. It's just practical knowledge, apply it, and then do something with yourself and your business, you know? When I first started in the business, you're talking about finding an easy, an easy level. Because uh, when I first started, I'm like, I just want to sell one house a month. Because the average agent sells eight to nine. I want to sell one house a month. I want to put some stuff in savings. I want to be able to go on vacation. But I want to be able to run my gym full time. And it was like the first six months was, I mean, I was like, I, mean, I don't know exactly, like 15 or 16 houses. And I'm like, and, and what's, I'm not from here. And everybody who knows me knows I've been hitting the head for 20 years. That's not exactly a strong selling point. So, uh, so I, I remember I was still, when I decided I had to, to partner uh, with, my, with my partner in my, uh, my MMA gym, I, I sold like 76 homes that year. And I was at the gym every day before, after five o'clock. I ran the gym from after five o'clock. So I had eight o'clock and I was killing it. So like, I think it's 76 properties. And then I got to that point and I'm like, it is costing me money to be at the gym. I need to, I need to partner up with somebody. And then you know, I found a great partner, the gym prospers. Uh, you know, I do a little bit of marketing for the gym. I do teach a couple classes, but it's, it's him. It's him and my life. They're the one who really runs the business. But it's, but being able to, to see that, is because I thought it was going to be easy. And then you do a little bit. And like right now, like in the last year and a half, two years, I've not even been in sales. I don't, I don't sell anymore. Uh, I run a team. And last year, the, the Tim Stout team, you know, between both my teams, we did 350 transactions. And it's, you would think that would be at a plateau. But what you do, you, you gain 10 minutes in time and you put 15 minutes worth of, worth of opportunity in front of you. And you're like, okay, now I'm going to do this and this. I'm going to create this. I'm going to do this campaign. And then next thing you know, you're, you got 10 minutes, but now you got 20 minutes, 20 minutes worth of work. Yeah. It doesn't get easier. Like, but because of who you are, because of the people that are, that listen to this, they're, they're the same type of people. It's the people that are never going to be satisfied. It's the people that's always going to be pushing for more. They're, they're going to, oh, man, if I made six figures, I'd be so happy. They make six figures. Now I'm at 900,000, not a hundred thousand. And like, yeah. yeah, go get it. That's the type of people that are listening to this podcast. That's the type of people that you guys are. It's the type of people that I am. 
you're never going to be satisfied. No matter how easy it gets, you're going to make it more difficult to be able to push higher and go higher. It's like we get the stair step, but in our in our little little pea-sized mind, we want the hockey stick curve, but it's not going to happen. But yeah. that's what we want. They don't keep us from striving there. Hey, so Tim, uh, one thing I always try to do on every podcast, this podcast is focused more towards, you know, small business owners, you know, not just business owners, but people who are in a position, they're trying to improve, they're trying to make the next step. Maybe they're scared, you know, maybe they're making that expansion. Um, maybe they're thinking about taking that little business idea and actually doing something with it. You know, so I always ask every guest to, you know, what would you tell that person that's debating whether to make that next step to make that investment, to try that business opportunity, you know, what's one or two pieces of advice you would give them specifically? We uh, I had this conversation yesterday. One of my one of my best friends in the world called me. So I'm thinking about investing in the CrossFit gym. You know, this is a small town where I'm from. And I told him, I said, I said, here's what I would do. I said, have that person start that gym in their garage. I said, you need to know how much it's going to cost for overhead. You need to know how much it costs for rent. How much you're going to cost for a full rig. And I said, and divide that by the, by the, by the cost of your membership. Let's say you need at least $3,000 a month. You get $100 a membership. You need at least 30 members. If you can get 30 members and maintain it for three months, then that's a profitable business. And you, then you invest in it. You move it over. And, uh, but everybody else, uh, say you want, you've got a side hustle. If you're thinking about going full time on it, you need to save. can I save three months worth of, uh, worth what it takes for me to live on? I say three months for to live on and then I give it three months. But then I have to have factors like at day 30, this, day 60, this, day 90, this. And I, and I push it. I go all in. Like there's no, no half-ass and I go all in at that point and I try to make it win. But you've got to realize that if, if it's not going to win, something didn't happen right. You've got to go back to the drawing board. You've got to be willing to do that. The uh, victory is not a, not, not a, like he's one hit wonders. Everybody's like, oh, it's a one hit wonder. I'm like, no, man. That dude's been taking singing lessons for 30 years, and he finally hit a song that, 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 that suited him. There's no one-hit wonders. There's nobody who just gets lucky. But what, 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 what it is is people have to, be, they have to realize they're going to lose. But lo, a, losing is not a loss. It's a learning experience. You either win or you learn. Anybody who's like, man, I lost that. I missed that money. I'm, no, that was an investment. You know, threw $50,000 in that business and lost it. $50,000 in your business, and now you know what not to do. A hundred percent. So how are you going to win now? And people's going to have that outlook. Like, how do I win now? Like I've invested every one of my losses. Trust me, my, my professional record has had 26 professional fights, uh, 16 wins, 10 losses. All my wins, it, it doesn't matter if I got the brakes beat off me to the last second and I ended up knocking the guy out cold last minute. It's a win in my book. But if, if I lost, I go back to the drawing board. What did I do bad? How can I be faster, stronger, strengthen that technique, strengthen this discipline? How do I do this? Because the losses is all that matters at the end of the day because that's what, that's what improves you. Any major business owner in the world has had more losses than wins, but they've just had enough wins to, to make it profitable. Where, where can people find your book at? Uh, Amazon. Okay, good deal. And that's, uh, that's paperback and Kindle, right? Yeah, once I sell 1,000 copies, I'll do an audible for it. Good deal. People can understand me. <laughs> I like it, man. So cool. I mean, you, you really hit on a lot of points. We hit your book. Is there anything else you want to hit about your book before, before we close out today? No. I mean, if someone's looking for good old boy practical advice on business running, it, it's, it's good. It resonates. Uh, 
it resonates with athletes. It resonates with uh, people who are not sharpshooters. It resonates with that type of person, go-getters, hustlers. Because if you can sit down and you can read a bunch of books, I mean, it's you're, you're a different type of entrepreneur. But if you're like a, the go-getter guy, this, this is the book for you. Cool. Like I said, I've read 300 books in the last four or five years. So it's a, there's a lot of knowledge gained. I, I listened to, you know, I just started a podcast probably six months ago. I don't, I always like the audible. I always like the book. I like following it to the end and got a couple of podcasts, including this one that I really like to hear. And it's, and this is probably, I've got more podcast listens than I do uh, audibles right now. And, and, and that, that's something I'm going to tie this on at the end and we can kind of cut it. But the whole, what you bring in on a daily basis, like your diet, right? Not just what you eat, but what you may, what, what you bring into the, the two holes in, on the side of your head, right? What you listen to is just as important what you bring into your body. And the simple fact that you said that you listen to more podcasts than you listen to audiobooks right now, that, that's something to say because that's, that's active, that's active, what, what is the word I'm looking for? It's, it's, it's an active diet, right? So you're getting people on a regular basis who are either above you or are know more about a different knowledge than you, whatever it is, you're, you're gaining more experience and by just listening to somebody and books are great. And I'm a hundred percent with that, you know, reading books on, on a regular basis, but there's something to podcasts when you're hearing someone talk about their experiences and what they're going through on a regular basis is it just, it resonates, man. It's, it's, it's something, it's something that's, that's that the way that, that the media is going now, podcast will be, will be the way to go for sure. And that's, and I, and I think one of the biggest reasons is because a podcast, even a long podcast is 30, 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. I get the whole story. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm stuck listening eight hours sometimes. And that's the way, that's the way people's, people's minds work. Right. The Twitter mentality, you want it now. How, yep. can I get it now. How can I get it faster? How can I get it better? And, and I agree, podcast is exactly where that's going. 100%. Tim has been awesome. I love it. Thank you for all the great information. Grinders, definitely check out uh, Tim's book, Forged in Fire, on Amazon. And, um, man, I, I got some great takeaways, stuff I can apply right now. What, um, where, where can people find you at, Tim? Uh, on Instagram, it's Tim Stout Realtor. And on Facebook, it's just it's Tim Stout. Cool. Well, boys and girls, you, uh, you heard it from the number one man in real estate right now to number two to be soon, as soon as I catch his ass. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, the ma- major points, man, if, if you guys can take away anything, you know, let us know, take some notes and uh, let us know what you think. Don't forget to send us a review. We haven't hit on that in a while. We have not been, um, we have not been hitting on the give us some five stars and give us some reviews. James, you're slacking, man. You're slacking. Am I slacking or is the listener slacking? I mean, damn, I mean, how many times I got to tell people? Man, you like, got to tell you them. Like something, if you like something, just just share it. I mean, it's, it's you know, no advertisements or anything. All we ask is to share, a like. I mean, shit, I'm not asking for your firstborn. That's just the honest truth. Anyways, I'll save that for I'll save that for another time. Yeah, man. But I will say thank you guys. Uh, we we're growing at a, at a rate that's 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 super cool right now. 
definitely enjoying, you know, the feedback that we are getting and just the simple growth. Seeing you guys actually applying these things is, it's legit, man. I, I, I get a kick out of it. But uh, if you guys need anything, let us know. We'll put Tim in the little description down there. If you need to find him, you'll be able to have a clickable link. And I will put his Amazon link in there as well so you can get the book. And when you do get the book, do not forget to review the book on Amazon. I'm sure Tim would be happy about that. Um, but, yeah, guys, that's, uh, that's about it. Anything else you want to throw in, Tim? No, I appreciate you guys having me. I'm a big, uh, big fan of your podcast, and uh, it's an honor to be here. Yeah, man. We do appreciate it. Close us out, James. And with that, grinder out.